This podcast is sponsored by Peak Tees. Peak Tees is a revolutionary company that was created by one of my good friends, Simon Chang. And the reason why I love this company and the reason why I'm sharing it with you and I'm happy that they're a sponsor here on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast is because I've never come across a tea company that I feel supportive of that is about being able to take tea and put it into hot and cold water and still have the best brewed tea ever. Most times you have to heat up the water to a certain temperature and most people don't have that training. I learned a lot from the Japanese culture about it and I can tell you in China and Japan, tea is taken seriously as well as England. And if you heat the tea up too much, and you, you, it can actually ruin your tea. So what I love about their company is because they come in these packages, it's crystallization. And crystallization is really good because their cold crystallization technique delivers 12 times the antioxidants than other tea. And they have an amazing screening that Simon is very strong on, which is about you know screening for heavy metals, toxic mold, and pesticides. And there's nothing like it that I've seen out there, which is amazing as well. I consume about three cups. My favorites are Essentia and Hibiscus. And I love this company so much because I love how I feel in my gut health, my digestion. It calms me. I take it on the airplane with me. I dump it in cold water when I want cold tea. I put it in hot water when I want hot tea. I like the diversification of being able to choose if I want hot or cold water. So I love this company. And Simon is such a good friend. I love him so much. He's an amazing person. And so he created something so wonderful that I had to share it with Ancient Wisdom today with our tribe because it's so important for us to have a good tea. And this tea keeps me happy. It helps me feel uplifted. I drink it before I meditate. I perform healings on people. I drink this tea on my breaks. I'm constantly consuming this tea into my body because I feel like having healthy things that support us is so important as well as... As, you know, I really enjoy being able to, you know, have a calm part of myself that operates from a clear place of focus. It helps me to meditate for hours and due to the high levels of lithinine levels inside of this tea. And as you know, tea has been drunk by Zen monks for centuries to help them with the calm focus and clarity during long hours of meditation. And I find that to be very important when it comes to anything I'm putting in my system because everything has to be comprehensive or supportive to the, the lifestyle that I live. And because I want to live in a very meditative, loving, supportive place so I can be there at the highest level for everyone, I always consume things in my system that gives me that. So I just wanted to share with you try go out there get rid of all your other tea brands and you know and throw in some peak teas everything that i share with you on ancient wisdom today is what you need to have in your cabinet so i invite you to try peak tea crystals and you know just check it out their award-winning blends are filled with so much love and so much support for our tribe and they are supporting thousands of people and many health and wellness experts worldwide peak tea is the first company in history to win three gold medals in the global tea, tea championships That's that's a huge deal for tea because a lot of people don't even get close to that. So these tea crystals are life-changing and they're very supportive to where we are in our growth in our tribe. 
So if you're interested in getting peak tea, which you should be because it keeps you lit and having the best tea and having tea time is the best ever. Right now they're offering you, which is the tribal members, up to 28% off and free shipping on your first order. Simply go to peaktea.life. That's P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A dot life backslash shaman to unlock these amazing deals i love you so much tribe let's stay healthy let's stay lit and let's keep going on the lit train human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years and with those stories came the emotional spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, hello, hello. So beautiful, so wonderful, so amazing. I love our tribe. Welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if you're here for the first time, I just want to say welcome because the tribe is powerful. The tribe is lit. And the tribe is welcoming you to be a part of what it means to bring leadership and to make legacy on planet Earth. Because when you're here, it's really about taking in the richness into your soul and into your mind, into those nebulous corners of your mind to awaken possibility beyond any form of limitation. And that is exactly what it's about, is moving beyond the boundaries that we were told we cannot cross. So if anyone hasn't told you yet that you're loved, you're valued, you're acknowledged, you're seen, and you're worthy and powerful and needed, let me be the first, because you are. And there's no one like you. And that makes you very, very important. Because why? Well, because creation and God doesn't create anything unless it has value. So acknowledge that, honor that, love that, embrace that, soak that in, get it all nice and yummy inside of you. And then smile at your heart and smile at you. And thank yourself for making the journey to earth with all of us. Because we came here to, to really rock the boat, really shake it up to wake it up. Life is so wonderful when we recognize that we're not alone in this journey. And that all you have to do is simply just be in a state of your mind where you recognize you're connected to so many amazing, powerful people on the planet who are pretty much thinking the same thing you are about what all of this is and what is it. Well, we do know that we are on a planet that we've come here to evacuate darkness by utilizing our own bodies and our own minds as a vessel for the darkness to pass into the light because our brothers and sisters won't come home any other way. That being said, the stewardship of that or the beauty of it all is so divine in its nature and 
when anyone ever says anything to you that is like, hey, you know what, you're this or that, or, you know, any kind of derogatory statements, you just remember that you chose to leave the light realms and choose to come into this region of space, to this planet, to choose your embodiment that you're in and your parents and all the crazy, wacky things that you've gone through since you were a child, because you've come here to transmutate, to transfigurate, to transform, and to liberate the darkness by utilizing it through your own consciousness and then recognizing it with love and then piercing it with light and then bringing it home for the sake of all of our brothers and sisters who are trapped in the underworld. And yes, for those of you who don't know, there is an underworld. And the underworld, of course, doesn't want to be known because they want to be alone in their own space. However, a lot of them in there also want to come home, but they need in order to come home, they need to be a part of a vessel because we are literally star frequencies. We are light sources of energy. And so when we are allowing them into our consciousness, right, when we get those negative thoughts that come up through us, like any kind of negative talk that comes through us or feelings or anything, that's them telling their story that they went through that it was that is similar to either what we're going through or completely different from what they experienced when they had a human body before they turned their away from the light that came from them when they died because they couldn't let go of all of the things that they did and how they affected so many lives of people by their choices when they were in human embodiment. So because of that, we, you know, we in the beings of light, which is all of you and me and all this great family that we have, this tribe, we were in the realm of light, enjoying, having fun, laughing, playing, swimming, dancing, flying, running, being everything we want to be and everything you could imagine. The, the most amazing playground ever filled with so much unconditional love that there is no suffering, no pain. There's no worry. There's no fear. It's just pure, playful playground. It's like literally being a kid again and being able to just really pretty much do what you want to do because there's no place in this realm of light that could hurt you. And you can have so much fun and you can like just, it's like, you know, like when you dream at night, and let's say you jump off of a skyscraper, but then you land, but you don't die. That's basically what it's like. It's just like, if you want to sleep, you can sleep. If you want to eat, you can eat. Some beings don't even do any of that because there's no reason to do it, but they some beings choose to do it, which is pretty cool. I know myself, when I was in the realm of light, I'm much more in a place of like just being there and supporting people. I was a guide to many um, people who just arrived from other parts of the galaxy from their journeys, their missions that they were on to liberate um, different beings or to, you know, to save certain universes from collapsing. I mean, there's all these amazing journeys that we get to go on and be embodied in, in different species and different types of planetary realms and different dimensional gates that we get to be a part of. Some beings go to open up stargates in other realms where the beings have gotten to a place of their evolution where they're able to access stargate information. And some beings, you know, go to be able to hold certain space in the universe to just be observers of life forms without interacting with their species. And so the thing is, is as we as we come home back to the realm of light, you know, it's all love, it's all joy, it's all beautiful. You know, we don't have this idea of abandonment or separation or, you know, you're gone for this long period of time because time isn't the same as it is here, as it is there. And the, the love 
quality is always connected. It's never disconnected. It's never apart because we don't have these false concepts that are running through our consciousness that goes into the idea of separation or the idea that there could be a separation or any of that. So literally, we're in a perpetual state of oneness and a perpetual state of love and aware of the love that we all are experiencing and consciously living out our experience and even the idea of living, which is actually wouldn't even be a good example because living here is like you have life, whereas there you are experiencing. You are an experience of consciousness existing in its its frequency of peer understanding and therefore you are Um, you are the light and all of you are the light in that place and you all are one energy source that is just so powerful. And so you can go off to, you know, dimensions that are way out in, in the galaxy and incarnate on a planet with like 12 arms if you want to and support that galaxy in creating a new um, source of, of, you know, minerals or, you know, whatever type of things they have on that, on that, on their planetary realm. There's a lot of things we can do. And the thing is, is that it's always, you know, about returning, but some beings don't return home. And what we figured out was that they created a realm where they've been perpetuating, utilizing the discord that they created through the duality. So through quantum entanglement, right? So when a conscious being um, chooses to elect the understanding of something of opposite or in opposition of, it creates its own dimensional gate, kind of like a, a black hole or wormhole into another dimension. And that dimension still has its tentacles, meaning like its wormholes connected to the other dimension. It's just, it doesn't pass through it um, only it's kind of like it can't pass through it because it's operating at a different frequency. So that frequency in itself is held within that perpetual field and that field needs to be sustained. And so in, in the realm of light, the sustainable frequency is the source, right? It's this pure love that is constant. It's this, it's this strong, powerful macro energy, this, this omnipresent energy source that never goes away. And, it, and it's really difficult for me to use words because I don't have words to really describe the source of God in its full completeness. And uh, because the finite mind that's inside of my brain, which we call our conductor, um, doesn't have, it's built in a third dimensional realm. Just like if I was to build a computer, I would build a computer based upon the information that I have as a human being. Well, what it does is it creates this, this, how do you say, you can't put it into words because words are limiting, right? And words are so limiting that it limits the way in which I can tell you exactly what that is. So the best way I can do it is by giving you kind of like a picture or an idea or a feeling. So the best way I can explain it to you is to imagine that there is this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sun, but the sun is constantly there. It's like constantly present and it's constantly filling up this realm of light. It never, it, there is no beginning and end. It's just is it's and that's the best I can tell you as far as how it exists within itself because we live in we live in uh, an idea of you know linear perspective here like there's a beginning and an end and outside of this realm it doesn't exist and to explain it to you would make you go what how is that possible how does something just sustain itself and so 
I'm just going to say to you in the most simplest way, it sustains itself, okay? And in that light that it gives, that light source is what actually creates the light realms. And the light realms are huge. And I'm talking like bigger than anything you can possibly imagine because it exists within non-space. So that means that it's inner space. It's not outer space. It's inner space. Now, kind of explain that to you to give you kind of an understanding of inner space versus outer space. So outer space would be like when you're in this world and you're walking down the street and you see a tree and you see flowers and you see people, that's considered outer space, right? And then there's another outer space, which is outside of this planet, which is like we call the galaxy or the universe. But then outside the galaxy and the universe, there's another outer space and then another outer space and then another outer space and like the layers and layers and layers and layers and layers. And if I'm not blowing your mind already, then, well, then, um, you know, hey, <laughs> but it's, it's really quite amazing, actually. So that's the outer space, right? So everything has an outer space. And then every perspective of a living being has an outer space. However, the dimensions and the realms of life are in inner space. So the inner space is a bit different. So like, let me kind of explain to you, like inside of your body, you have all these organs, right? That's the inner space. But that is the, your body or what's going on in the outside of your body. That's your outer space. But past your organs, there is an inner space. So that makes your organs the outer space of that inner space. And inside of that inner space, there are dimensions and dimensions and dimensions and universes of universes of universes that pass all the way through. So literally, if you are operating in the field of light awareness, when you look at a human being, you will not just look at their flesh or their bones or their, their they have organs or all of these things. There are dimensional gates of energy inside of a human being. You know, when they talk about chakras, I'm sure you've heard about it in Sanskrit, they talk about chakras being these energy wills, right? And these energy wills are quite, you know, amazing in the way that they, how they move and how they generate energy throughout the body and different parts of the body that they generate in, you know, be it like your sacrum or your, or your lower chakra chakra, which they call the muladhara, or your, your third chakra, which is called the manapura. All of these chakras, right, are energy gates that someone in that at some time figured out exists within the body. But there are gates beyond those gates. That's the outer space of something that is the inner space beyond, beyond that. So behind those chakras in its sphere of, of, of existence, there is an inner space um, behind that. And then there is an inner space behind that, which makes that the outer space. And so kind of kind of giving you an idea, it kind of goes in both directions, right? So you have outer space, inner space, outer space, inner space, outer space, inner space. Okay, so at the very core of that outer space is the inner space of 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 the inner space. And that's where heaven is. That's where the light realms are. It is the it is constantly existing outside of outer space. It's in the deep inner space. I'm going to say deep because that's even a human word too that doesn't really describe it exactly. But to give you an understanding, it's an inner space. So in that inner space, it's a limited space. Not limited, but unlimited, meaning limitless space. So that means that when you go to heaven or when you're in the light realms, what we call heaven here, or nirvana, different people have different names for it. And so I'm not going to go into the whole, like, what do you call it kind of thing? Because everyone has like, oh, I call God and I call it the goddess and I call it the, you know, this and I call it the that and I call it the source and I call it that. And it's like, we get hung up on words. 
And we words are describing codes to us that we can understand that create certain energies. But I'm just going to say um, it's the light realms, right? And so the realms of illumined light and those realms, okay, have so much space uh, in, in them that is so much space within them. It's, I, I can't even tell you what it would look like to, for, for you to perceive it in a human um, third finite way that we see the world in our third dimensional viewpoints and fourth and fifth dimensional viewpoints. Uh, the fifth dimensional viewpoint doesn't even describe how much space is there because even in the fifth dimensional viewpoint where you can actually see all dimensions collapsing and uncollapsing upon each other, it's in the inner space of that. So that literally creates this. So when you go to, let's say, for instance, like when you die and you get all of your life shown to you, every choice you've made, everything you went through, all of it, and then how you affected the lives of every person around you and how you chose to either be in your creation as a creator. So the, the key element here is not about you running around and you know doing all of this people-pleasing to be a good person. Because I mean, I've told people many times, before, good gets you an apple pie. And don't get me wrong, apple pies are good. However, they taste good, but you don't always want to get an apple pie because truth gets you the kingdom. And the difference why I say that is because when you're running around doing all these things that are good, but you're doing horrible things to yourself in the process because you're denying yourself, you're lying to yourself, you're not honoring yourself, you're not nurturing yourself, you're not providing for yourself sustenance, which is the frequency of nourishment, which is the frequency of love, right? Love's continuation, or should we say ceaseless love, right? Every in which way you can nurture and nourish yourself, right? And that in itself is so much more grander than you doing anything else in life. Because the more you play and have fun, you're nurturing yourself, but not playing like where you're like hitting up a casino or like, you know, doing something. But I'm talking about real play, like childhood play, like play, play, play with toys, play, you know, like be a kid, play, imagination, play, like play where you're painting and dancing and creating worlds and having tea parties and doing all of these amazing fun things, right? Play where you're literally not trying to fit into this kind of structure idea of being an adult and operating in this matrix field of consciousness, which is telling Telling you that you have to fit into a certain box in order to be loved and valued, but the play that moves beyond all limitations, right? The imagination, that is the true play, right? So imagination keeps you connected to source or connected to God or connected to, you know, the dream states, which is also connected to God um, because it teaches you limitlessness, right? And the limitlessness of that then allows you to be a, a greater creator. So I'm going to say that again because I really want you to kind of like really soak in this good stuff, right? <laughs> okay, so the limitlessness of the energy source, right, which operates in the field of imagination and creativity. When you get into a space where suffering and pain starts in human nature is because human beings are trying to fit into structures when they're this limitless being that comes from a realm of light. You cannot, light cannot be held, okay, in a structure. It will 
seep out of that structure. Think of it like liquid light. Liquid, you know, you can put a container, but the thing is that light is so much, it just, it glows, okay? So it's not just moving like liquid, it glows and it shoots rays and it finds its way through everything. So you cannot trap it or encase it or structure it or put a label on it or do any of these things. And this is what the human suffering is, is stems from is the idea that I have to fit into some structure. That's the matrix. The matrix is based in codes that create structures for you to fit in and then claim and then take on all of the claiming of those structures. So if I say, you know, this is what Black people are and this is how Black people act and this is how Black people should eat and this is how Black people should dress and this is how Black people should relate to one another, then I'm taking on that label, I'm taking on that structure. But in truth, yes, my skin in my the race that I operate from comes from the uh, African and also Norwegian, um, you know, Viking bloodline. However, I am not that. This is just the embodiment of the cells of the body of my DNA, my RNA, and you know, and all of these different genome codes of my system. But that is not who I am. That is who I am representing through while being on Earth. And I really want people to get that because the whole like the whole racism thing on the planet is so dark ages. It's so ridiculous. It's so outdated and so like unuseful on any level, but the system wants us to get caught up in that so that we keep separating ourselves and alienating ourselves and and creating divisions within ourselves. And not just the color, but even your sexuality, even the things that you actually find attractive or that actually connect with you is not based on just your biological spacesuit. There are definitions within definitions that are held within degrees of light frequency that connects you to certain energies called through the soul. So a lot of times people will say, well, what are you? Are you you straight? Are you gay? Are you bisexual? I'm like, first of all, there's no label that could ever describe me. I am a soul. And whatever soul that I have these intertwinings with energetically, that's what I connect with. Everything else in itself is just an illusion projected outward in this third dimensional form so that people can see and understand that what they're seeing on the physical form. I am not just a physical being. I am an emotional being that has no structure. Okay. I am a mental being that, that is, that is, that is so. If I was to to show you my mind and what it, what kind of informational gates I have going on inside of my mind, you would go, what the heck is that thing? It, it is a whole different type of being. And then you see my spirit. My spirit doesn't even, if I was to be how I really am, You would not see me looking like this with two arms and just legs and so forth because my body would not, that would not be the body in which I would choose in order to facilitate the highest form of my being as a being of light. So it would be interchangeable. It would definitely be fluidic and it would definitely have some form of movement that is able to pass through and move through every form of energetic forms that could ever be created in structure forms that could be created so that way I'm not limited or held back. So that all connects with my mind, it connects with my emotions, and then it goes into my body. And so then you get to see my behavior 
as very much representing a lot of those faculties of, of who I am. But even then, the who I am can't be justified only through words. And words also have limitations in them as well. If you don't know how to be a wordsmith and place words together that create the right codes to explain what you're actually speaking about or conversing about with another person. So there comes this understanding that a lot of times when human beings try to put on these definitions, like this is a demon and this is what this thing is and this is what that thing is, you know, you're giving costumes to energy forms and those energy forms can move into those costumes. However, they're very limiting because it doesn't really show the truth of what it really is. So when we think of darkness, we think, oh my God, the darkness is evil and this and that because we try to place definitions upon it through word and phrase of something that we can associate based on our perception and our understanding of the universe and the world in which we live. And in the world in which we live is held in quantum entanglement because the people on this world perpetuate quantum entanglement because they still haven't accepted fully and completely the wholeness of oneness of all things. So, they separate, they label, they say, well, I'm this, this is my sexuality, this is what I will do, this is what I won't do, this and this and this and this and this and this. It says rules, 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 rules. And if you actually take all the information that you have about who you think you are and all the rules you've placed on yourself and the labels you def define yourself with, you would find one fascinating thing. And that would be the fact that half of the information that you have that makes you make choices wasn't even yours to begin with. It was given to you, indoctrinated into you, or shared with you through some authority figure or some family member or some media program or some television show or from your friends at school or something has shaped and uh, dynamically created certain aspects of your personality choices of who you are and how you define yourself in this world, right? And so when people go into these ideas like, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, it's like, uh, yeah, as according to who, really? Is it according to you because you were given full freedom to be loved unconditionally and to choose as you choose, as you please, without someone judging you, condemning you, and making you wrong for something that you feel? Or is it because you were ushered into that idea of what you think you are because you've had certain friends and family and upbringing and you know spiritual beliefs on you and all these different things that were actually creating molds and you know it's like you take like a lump of clay right? And you mold it, right? So the things that molded you were all of the people around you and all of their belief systems and their perceptions of life, which is very not so cool in the sense because it doesn't give you a clean slate of what I call light consciousness awareness, which is the ability to perceive life without interference or instruction from anyone, and then be able to understand how to grow from that space of true divinity, right? So that means true divinity is the ability to choose without something choosing for you because it's telling you that if you do this or do that, you won't be loved or you will be loved, right? There's a lot of people in the world, like, you know, for myself um, speaking, you know, that there was a, a time in my life where I'd say I would never do that or I'd never try that because I had upbringings from like very strict family members and, you know, all kinds of friends around me with judgments and things and so forth. And it was shaping and molding certain aspects of myself. But then when I started to really dive deeper into my path as a shaman and really kind of get off those, like start removing those layers and go, wait a second, 
this belief or this perception that I have is governed by this person's teachings or this person's understanding instead of me having this clear light awareness, which is ability to kind of just be and just allow myself to experience life without the interpretations programmed into me through words or behavior or fear of lack or fear of separation or abandonment or being ostracized or being killed or being not loved or appreciated or valued or seen or, you know, being loved in however unconditionally or conditionally, right? So the unconditional understanding would be the ability to have freedom space to grow. The conditional understanding is you can only grow within these barriers that we set up for you. If you go outside of that, you're going to be ostracized. You're not going to be loved. You're going to be devalued. You're going to be made fun of. You're going to be, you know, everything that people fear the most, which is not to be liked, right? So the, the, the quality of not being liked is like, okay, I don't like you. I don't want to be your friend anymore. And that, you know, that can hurt some people because people have put their attention on the idea that the idea of someone liking them or not liking them is governed, again, by this society or community-based um, interpretation of life, Right. I mean, it's like, okay, if you want to interpret life for a person, or for at least for yourself, for the matter of like, I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid of someone judging me or me judging myself, that means you have a conditional love for yourself. And a conditional love for yourself is not going to allow you to reach into light consciousness, and it's not going to get you to understand it. So when you understand the darkness, you understand what the darkness is. The darkness is a bunch of our brothers and sisters, when they died, they saw everything. And it was just a simple thing that the spirits of the light said, which is in order to come home into the light, there's no judgment, there's no condemnation, there's no like, we're going to send you to hell and, you know, and like, we're going to cast you out and all this kind of nonsense, right? It's just so storytelling and movies, like, you know, all this kind of like, you know, not so good bedtime stories, right? So... It was just simply like, all you really have to do is just be able to take full responsibility with unconditional love for everything that you did and everything that you and every person that you affected and everything that happened. And by let, and that by doing that, you actually release it right? And it transmutates into light and then you can pass into the light and come home. Well, there's some beings that just like, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't believe I killed those people. I can't believe I went to war and listened to that person tell me to murder all those people. I can't believe I took that life. I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did that. And so the thing is, is that they can't, accept it with unconditional love. And until they can accept it with unconditional love, they decide to run from it and not take responsibility for it. Now, the stages are not like just, it's not like one, two, three, like, okay, if you decide not to do it, you go straight to the underworld. It doesn't work like that. You get many like spirits that will come to you and say, hey, we can, you know, we can help you to get to a place of understanding it by walking you through those memories, right? So you will literally re like go in and actually get to view it and then feel it again. Kind of like you would be watching yourself, you know, like there's this amazing movie that I loved. It was called Scrooge. And it was like, you know, Scrooge was like this kind of like this spinster, you know, guy who's just like always like counting his money and never wanting to give to everyone and just constantly make everyone work hard and really just kind of like hoarding and like, you know, just kind of being that kind of person. And then all of a sudden he was visited by these spirits and they would take him through different mem different moments of his life and he'd get to look in, you know, on his past and then his present and then he got to see his future. Um, based on, you know, what he was being and how he was operating. And I've always loved that because it was really funny because it's very indicative 
of what happens when you die is that like if you can't make peace, meaning accept and love free all that you've created as a creator, then spirits will come and say, hey, let us take you into those things you're having difficulty accepting and help you understand how you came to these choices and then how you can get to a place of loving it unconditionally so you can be free from it so you can come home to the light, which people call nirvana or heaven, and we call it the inner planes. And, you know, you get, you're getting it. Like, I know you're getting it because tribe, the tribe is smart. So, okay. So basically, if they deny that, if they say they go through that process, some people go through it, some souls will not go through it, and they just go, you know, I can't, and they just go straight to the darkness. Now, why? What is the darkness? The darkness is a realm that houses all of the spirits that have not been able to love free unconditionally They're what they did as a creator. So they go into this realm and they stay there and they stay safe. But in order, while they're in this realm, they have only one thing that the darkness um, does. And the darkness has built its own consciousness. So what the darkness does, it says, now that you're in this realm, you're safe. You're never going to have to, God will, you know, won't destroy you. Because now the darkness's whole thing is to perpetuate a magnetic field for them to be stuck in. That they'll never want to go outside of that and go, hey, I'm, I changed my mind. I'm going to go. But some beings actually do see that. And they see like... Like, hey, I'm in this realm, you know, I mean, I literally want to do a film about it or create a book about it because it literally is a very interesting place. You know, the underworld is a very, very interesting place. And like when I go down there, I mean, it's like there's cities there. There's like everything. Like look at like the, what you see on Earth is exactly also in the underworld, but also many layers, right? Compared to many layers as to according to what people feel they, they want to be experiencing. The difference is in the underworld, you know, you are, you don't have a physical embodiment, your spirit. How, so you do feel things like you can feel pain and you can feel all of these different things still because you're not in the light. So you're still perpetuating the consciousness of pain, the consciousness of suffering, but you don't die. That's the difference. Like you can go stab someone in the underworld and they'll feel the stab and they might even fall down and be in pain, but they don't die, you know? And it's just like, it's very interesting, but the pain is not because they have nerves and cells that are recording information as you would in your own body through your own synthesis and through your own nerve endings that would send messages to the part of your brain that your pain centers is because the consciousness is holding pain. So the consciousness registers pain for them, um, but in a very different way than you would feel here. And this to make it more simple for you to understand. So in the underworld, you know, you're in there and there's like people there who are just kind of like doing their thing. But the thing that the underworld, the consciousness, remember I was talking the consciousness of darkness, the consciousness of darkness is to perpetuate darkness. And in order to, to, to do that, it needs to have more beings, right? Which is like souls, right? In, in the underworld. And it takes all the consciousness of all those souls and perpetuates this fear-based energy that is held in the idea that the light will never love you and accept you. So this is the best place you need to be. It's kind of like someone saying like, hey, you know what? Come stay at my house. Don't go home to your husband or wife or don't go home to your family because they're never going to be able to accept you here. Everything is here you need. I got everything you need. We're going to take good care of you. You know, it's kind of like that kind of feeling. It's like I, it's like I remember watching this show 
like Oliver Twist, I think it was, you know, and he was a part of these, these, these kids who lived in this building. And there was like this man who was like making them go out and steal and do all of these things. And he was just like, you know, hey, this is where you belong. This is like, we're here, you're, we're all together. And like, you don't want to go back to that world because that world, you know, won't accept you and they'll, you know, they'll do this to you and so forth. So that's kind of what the darkness tells all the beings in the darkness perpetually. And so they feel like they're a part of each other. And so what they do is they like, you know, how he would tell, and Oliver, he would tell them to go out and steal and do all these things. Well, the darkness goes out and supports us. So it serves us, but it serves the beings who are operating in that field of awareness. So if you're going into fear, if you're going into like, I'm afraid of coming from a place of unconditional love, so I need to control things. Well, then darkness will send a spirit of control. It'll be a spirit from the underworld, but then they'll just take on the role of, of controlling things for you in the, in, in the fact that they're actually taking away your light through, through the fact that you need control and filtering it to the dark realm into darkness. So kind of like taking a glass of water, right? Which is your purity, which is your light, right? It's your light source. Let's use that as a metaphor. That's your light source. It's this glass of water. So let's say this glass is a glass of water. And what they're doing is dropping ink in that water. The water is still there, which is the source, right? But they're dropping ink in it, which is the darkness taking over the water. But it's still water. But now they can take that water and, and, and serp that water to their dimension to sustain their dimension. So that way, they have a place to hide from the light. And so basically their whole their whole positioning is to come at you when you're a child. So they know when new arrivals are coming because there's a whole energy source that takes place when a new soul enters in this dimension. It's kind of like a huge celebration of light and energy and everything. And anyone being in the darkness can see that light and see that it exists and so forth. So what they do is they wait to when you're a child. And usually around the age, I would say like when you're able to start talking to your parents is when they come in. Because usually when you're first born, the beings of light come to usher you into life. So there's a period between like you're being born all the way up to about three or four years old. The light is really strong with you. The beings are on your by your crib. They're watching you. They're angels, your ancestors, your friends from heaven or Nirvana or the inner planes are there loving you, giving you messages and blessings and all that stuff. And that's why kids are laughing and giving giggling in their thing because they can see that it's not just you standing there, that there's other beings standing there. And some people remember it, actually, which is really interesting. I had a woman come in once um, from Nicaragua and, uh, and she came in and she said that, you know, when she was a baby, she remembers seeing not just her mom looking into her crib, she saw like ancestors and so forth. And I did too. So I definitely um, agreed with her on that, that that's definitely um, happened and to her. But, you know, a lot of people do get that. But then what happens is when you get to a certain age... I would say like when you're a kid, about maybe five years old, six years old, you're heading into that kind of seven, eight, nine years old. That's when the smoke beings come. And the smoke beings I call, or the sketchers is what I like to call them, um, they come in. Those are the beings in the underworld who are serving the darkness. And their whole thing is to get you afraid of them. So they're not coming in because they're like, oh, we want to come and like destroy you and things like that. No, what they're 
doing is they're coming in to make you weak by coming in your room and hiding under your bed and sending you messages that there's something there because you already know there's something there as a kid. Like you know that there's something when your foot is hanging off that bed, you know that there's something under your bed that can grab your foot and they know you can feel them because you're sensitive. When you're a kid, your ability to have empathic abilities and sensitivities are so much more heightened that they know you know they're there. And so they'll hide in your closet or maybe they'll be the boogeyman or the monster or they'll call your name or they might touch you or do something. But it's all set up so that they can create so much fear and terror in you that you'll start telling your parents, please, mommy, don't leave. Please turn the light on. Please, I'm scared. There's something in my room. Please, daddy, please look in the closet. There's a monster in my closet. You know, all of these different things. There's a boogeyman. Please, please, please don't leave, mommy. Please, can you read me a story? Because now you're starting to have fear. And here's the interesting thing. The adults or the parentals, as I call them, or better yet, the guardianships of those who you've had as your family or those who are raising you, right? Because if not everyone is raised with mother and father, some people are raised by their grandparents and some people are raised by other people, right? The thing is, whoever your, your parentals were, right, they've already been scared to death. Okay, they've already been scared out of their wits. So when a kid says, oh my God, there's something in my closet, there's a monster there, they go into this very like, no, there isn't. There's nothing there, honey. Go to bed. Let me turn the light on for you. There's nothing under your bed. Look, let me check. Look, there's nothing there. Because the, see, the thing is, they've been desensitized through fear. And that's how the smoke beings work, the sketchers. They desensitize you through fear that you will never be able to sense their realm, but you'll know in the deep, deep, deep part of you that's scared of the unknown, that there's something you can't, there's something out there that you're afraid that has, would do something to you or have control of you or something because it's been, it threatened you when you were a child. And I know a lot of you are listening and going like, oh my God, oh my God, he's talking about my childhood. Some people have even blocked out their childhood just for the fact of what they've gone through because they may, perhaps you are here to be a real example of bringing light consciousness to the planet. Perhaps you're a light general, right? Um, here to lead, to build leaders, right? Some people are here to do different things, you know? So the, the sketchers, the smoke beings know exactly uh, what exactly you're here to do because you see, the thing is, and what people don't understand is that like when I see people walking down the street, right? When I go to a party or I'm at an event, whatever, people don't know that I see codes all around them. I see codes floating in the air. I see symbols. I see energy frequencies. I see all kinds of things around you. And all of those codes tell me things. Well, they exist in the, in the, in the realm of where the, the, the smoke beings are. They can see codes as well. And they can see certain aspects of things that, you've, that you're capable of doing, such as you could be the next world leader, or you could be the next president, or you could be the next person who creates a new scientific tool that clears, that clears pollution out of the air. I mean, it could be a multiple of things. You've come here to liberate women. You've come here to liberate children. You've come here to bring more art. You've come here to bring more beauty. You've come here to bring dance and movement. You've come here to bring more laughter and joy. You've come here to create new structures. It could be a multiple of things. Remember, every single thing you see people doing, uh, you've come here to support people. You've come here to fight for people's rights so they can be in their power until they're able to see their own power. You've come here to change the system, the government. You've come here to do to be a teacher in school, to, to, bring, to bring richness into the lives of children. You've come here to be a nanny. You've come here to, you know, the list goes on. The list goes on. 
You've come here to show people that they can do amazing, extraordinary things with their body, like being a gymnast or a skateboarder. Or you've come here to jump out of airplanes and show people that they can overcome fears and so forth. There are multitude. You've come here to bring sensation to people through being a chef or a cook. Or you've come here to make music, to communicate new languages into people's bodies and awaken energies that are lie dormant inside of their coding system by being a DJ. Or perhaps you're a singer or a musician. You know, you've come here to, to, to build new technologies. You've come here to create all types of ways to support the system of nature and to balance nature, to speak for the animals because they don't have a voice that people yet understand because humans haven't taken the time to learn their language, but to spend more time learning Spanish, French, or some other language so they can go to their country, but they don't even want to learn how to speak to animals. You've come here for all of these many different reasons, all of which are so important and necessary, right? You come to be a healer. The great. You've come to be every single thing you see that someone could choose to do has a reason. So they know that some of those reasons that people choose to do things, right, are held in such a high frequency of what we call life path awareness. That means that their life path awareness is to truly affect the lives of millions and millions of people. Trust me, you were you were definitely infiltrated by those beings when you were a child. And you will know because they will do everything they can to make you afraid of the darkness because they're more afraid of you. And what are they afraid of? And this is why I tell people stop being afraid of the darkness. Like when things come in your room at night, you think like, oh, there's a monster at the edge of my bed or there's like a shadow being. I can see it through my eyes or something's holding me down and doing all this stuff to me. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid because that's what they want. They want you to be afraid so you, so you will never, ever, 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 ever step into their world with your light. They are petrified. They are Petrify. I'm going to say it again. They are beyond afraid that your light will not be extinguished. That they cannot, under any circumstances, dull down or shut off the fires of your being. That's why I say, tribe, keep it lit. Keep it lit. You got to burn that fire. And you got to burn it bright. And everything you do has to burn that fire bright from the food that you eat to the conversations that you have to the people you connect with. You got to break down the barriers of labels and the things that you tell yourself that you think you are and your personality and what you will and what you will not do and how you think life and how this and that. It's all governed by other people's ideas and thoughts and ideas of perception that have been placed upon you, which can be infiltrated. Okay, because I really want you to understand this. If I listened to half the things my stepmother and my father said, we would not be having this tribal uh, ceremony right now, this, this beautiful tribal gathering that we all have right now, where I'm sharing this information with all of you. If I, if I was listening to my father and my stepmom, darkness had infiltrated their bloodline. Darkness infiltrated them and got inside of their minds and started to pollute them with information that would have tarnished me to the point where I would not even want to be here on this planet anymore because the likeness of who I am, which is pure love, 
would not be able to feel safe or able to function in the awareness that I operate from as the trueness of my being because of the type of love that I represent in my totality of who I am, that it would not be able to exist because I would be living in perpetual fear that they have indoctrinated me with. You see, that thing is people have words. Religious people, I love my religious friends. I, I love them. I love Jesus. I love Muhammad. I, I, I love Fatma. I, I, I love Ali. I love Buddha. I love all of them. Krishna, I love them all. Okay? That's not the issue. What the issue is, is the indoctrination of fear. I love going to church and singing and, and dancing and praising the Lord. I love going to mosque and getting down and being like, Allah, 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 and doing all this stuff. I love Nam Horenge Kyo and hitting the Gohanzen. I love all these beautiful ways to have devotion for creation, for, for love and for all these things. But the moment you indoctrinate fear into my path, I got to put the bricks on it. It's like I go into immediate, I put the bricks on it. Because that is coming from the darkness. See, I know how they operate. I know because there was a time in another lifetime when I was a pharaoh. And I did a lot of enslaving of the Israelites and having them murdered and killed and to keep power in the city and, and keeping everyone in this state of fear and, in, and using fear as a way to be a ruler. You understand? When I was a Persian king, I, I would raid people's villages and, and, and plummet and kill the men and take all the women for our people and take all their gold and all the things they had. And I used fear as a way to instruct uh, uh, devotion and a way to instruct discipline. You understand? When I was a woman and I was a, I was a, a concubine to, to, to the Chinese emperor, I was constantly being raped over and over again to bring children for this, 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 this bulbous man who only saw me as a, to, a way to his sexual pleasures and desires and to give him the offspring that he wanted and used my vessel. I remember the fear I had of my life. I remember when I was, as a woman in ancient times, where I used magic and herbs and, and polices and tinctures and things that I made magic to heal and to help people. And me and many other women were taken by the Spanish Inquisition and raped and brutally beaten and had our cut our hair and our scalp with, with knives, sharp knives and People throwing fruits and nasty things on me, the feces on my face and spitting in my face as they put us on a wagon, all of us hands tied and my mouth soldered because they cut off my tongue. I remember those days. I remember the smoke, the smell of the cities, the nastiness of urine in the corners of the streets and then the smell of, of rot. I remember it. I remember being taken into a cliff and them putting uh, big, big ropes and chains on my feet with stones and pushing me and my sisters off into the ocean and drowning. I remember these things, you see? 
But when I was in the, the lifetime where I misused my power and instilled fear and death into people, I went to the underworld. There was a time where I could not accept the responsibility of the, the many, many lives that I had taken. So I know the underworld like the back of my hand. I could take you on a tour. I could be your tour guide to the underworld. I'd be like, hey, everybody, come on. Okay, everyone, step up. This, I'm going to take everyone on the tour of the underworld. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm really educating you to understand darkness, right? Darkness in our world looks evil when you got rapists and killers and people going out there, shooting people up, governments killing people, annihilating races, doing all kinds of things, poisoning your food and acting like they're not, doing all kinds of things to create chaos and mischief because they have darkness filtering into their consciousness, beings that have tentacles that are made up of smoke that have gotten into their, their brain and is filtering words and, and ideas into them to act this way against humanity. Humanity. I am very well versed in that. I know I've crawled out of the deepest, darkest barrows of darkness from other lifetimes that I've lived, that I have chose to embody myself as a future aspect of those lifetimes. But you see, again, the word future doesn't quite describe it because there is no time outside of this space. So it's all happening simultaneously. And to explain it to you, it just would take so much. I'm just going to give it to you in the simplest form. I am that I am. When I am here operating from that field of awareness, I'm here to share with the tribe. That is why I called all of us together. That is the reason why I, I, I put this tribe, you know, for us to be here, to share, to share a community, to share love, to share connection. That's the reason why I have Instagram and all of these things. I don't need Instagram I have Instagram so I can commune with you. So I'm not getting bombarded on my phone. I places use, I'm using the system to be able to connect with the tribal leaders who we were friends and connected in heaven are the inner planes, as you call it, the realm of light. That's why a lot of people have dreams about me. They say, oh, write me. Oh, I dreamed about you last night. And of course you did. I'm visiting you. I'm strengthening you. I'm here to, to give you instruction. I'm, I'm here to support you in any which way I can. Why do you think I answer all your messages when you send me DMs? Why do you think the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast exists? You think that I'm using the structure that this matrix has used for the benefit of our tribe. That's why we're gathered here today, my darlings. That's why you're in this tribal communication right now with me. That's why I'm looking at all of you right now and sharing my love with you all right now and to tell you what, 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 we're, what we have to do in order to navigate ourselves through this dark time on earth. Because right now we do have about 15 years of darkness before the golden age. And let me tell you, the dark realm is, has some serious things cooking under their sleeves to how they want to deal and infiltrate fear on this planet. And remember, all they need is fear. So when you see a rapist and a killer and whatever, first of all, you have to understand one thing about darkness, okay? Darkness does not care about your body and about your life, okay? And let me explain to you why. Because darkness knows you're eternal, it knows that this is a biological spacesuit. This is like you going into outer space and then poking holes in your spacesuit and being like, get out of that spacesuit. Now you can't exist on this realm. Go back to where you came from. Get out of here. 
That's what darkness is doing. So when you see rapists and killers and, and, and madmen and all the things you see in our world, people are blowing up people and doing that stuff. And people are like, oh my God, that's so evil. Darkness is so evil. No, darkness is not evil. Darkness is in survival mode. It wants to survive, babies. It wants to survive. It needs a realm to, 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 to keep themselves safe from the light. So some beings that come through us in our consciousness, we can talk to and we can tell them that they are loved and that they, they were been, they've, been, they've been misled and that darkness is, is telling them that God will not love them and that we will not love them and our love will overthrow the darkness's lies and bring those beings of those negative voices in our head, those spirits that are talking through our consciousness and we can bring them home. You see, we are the redeemers. We are the redeemers. So the thing is, when we get into that space, we have to understand when people talk about in religion that God will always forgive you, God doesn't even know what forgiveness is because God doesn't see anything wrong because God stays in a perpetual place of love. God doesn't operate in human consciousness. We are the sparks of God's light emanating in God's source, meaning embodiment of God. So God is operating in the field of through us to be able to be in this realm. But God perpetuates pure love in the inner planes. We are the spark of God's consciousness that has been able to move into many embodiments to be able to go into different places so that God can keep everything flowing in eternal, constant motion. Every time we dream, new worlds are being created. Every time we react and have fear, we add more worlds to the darkness. Every time we bring more love, we add more dimensions and dimensions and more species and more beings out in the galaxy. Every time we go into attacking, blaming, getting mad at people, not coming from a place of love, realizing that none of us are here are perfect, that we're all here to learn how to be able to come to a place of understanding and love each other, to redeem each other, to, to re-identify each other in the realm of light, right? That, that the reason why people are doing certain things is because darkness is entering into aspects of their consciousness and that the core of who they are is pure love and we can never, ever, never forget that. That light is in there and you have the ability to light it up stay lit, get people on the lit train, share with them, you know, all these things, your beauty, your light, your love, your expression. And so darkness knows all that. Darkness knows that. Darkness knows that you have the ability to open up that dimension and walk right into the dark realm and gather all the beings in the dark realm and bring them home. But in order to do so, you can't go in there with judgment. You can't go in there with condemnation. You can't go in there with ridicule or blame. And you definitely can't go in there with the idea of persecution. You can only enter with unconditional love. And that is where we are. And that is what we are. And that is what we have come to do, is to eradicate all all energies that are not held in the field of unconditional love. And when I say eradicate, I mean eradicate, I mean erase. When you say things like, I can't do this and I can't do that, erase it. When you can't get into a place of loving someone unconditionally because they did this and that to you, erase it. Get into a place of unconditional love. As long as you harbor anything inside, that's enough for darkness to get inside of you. 
Even if someone is mad at you, let them be mad at you. You stay in unconditional love. Even if you're in unconditional love, does not mean you have to, okay? Because I just want to say, doesn't mean you have to stand there and take someone beating you up or abusing you or calling you names. You have to understand that person is ill. They need to go to a, a spiritual hospital and get corrected, get the darkness into the light. See, we need to have facilities that are not just hospitals for using allopathic medicine. We need to have facilities, which I'm going to build with the help of you tribe, right? That's, these are the things that we have to operate from. This is why, you know, we have to operate from this field. That's the reason why I'm telling people, you know, everything we do is about strengthening each other. You strengthen me, I strengthen you. You strengthen me, I strengthen you. That is it. Because we have to build a facility that allows sick people to go to who are sick in their spirit, sick in their emotions, sick in their mind. See, the last resort is that no one gave them. No one ha- we don't have those, those, those clinics, those hospitals here for that. So it gets to the last point and now they get sick in their body and then they die. That's what darkness wants. It wants to perpetuate mental, spiritual, emotional sickness so that way they get physically sick and get the hell off this rock. Because they're a threat to the darkness. They're a threat. They even have people wanting to commit commit suicide. Making them believe that they have no value, no purpose, no nothing. Because why? Because the darkness, this whole thing is to make you think something's wrong with you. So you keep digging in that place and digging. But when every time you think something's wrong with you, you're cutting a knife into your body into your emotions, into your mind, into your spirit. You're digging. It's like you're, every time you say something's wrong with you, you're taking a knife and jabbing it in there and cutting a hole so darkness can get in. See, you know, and this isn't the only teaching I'm going to give you about the understanding of the underworld and the dark planes. No, not. You're going to have a lot of teachings because that's the key ethics, uh, understanding of shamanism is to be a bridge, an ambassador of the spirit world. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about the spirit realm. I'm not going to be just dolling out medicines to you. I think that's the most, most ridiculous thing I've ever seen on planet Earth. People just handing people medicines without instruction. It's like, oh yeah, here you go. Here's a car to drive, um, but I'm not going to teach you how to drive it. But just get in it. It'll do some cool things. You'll be wild and wooed. And even go like, oh my God, it was in this thing. It was really amazing. Da, da, da. But no, you don't have no instructions. No instructions. Loving instructions. Light instructions to, uh, to help you to access the many different levels of yourself. The many different levels of your being that has come here to, to step into that dark realm and to bring our family home. Home. Heaven on Mother Earth, home, H-O-M-E, home, heaven on Mother Earth. That is what we are. We've taken a bit of that inner plane and brought it to this outer plane to create a new dimension, a new dimensional alignment. Why do you think other beings and other galaxies are not interacting with us on full spectrum? Where you see like ETs walking down the street with you and giving you new technologies because we are still operating in the perspective of destroying our own species for the sake of being right. We can't do that anymore, my darlings. We must step up to love, step up to grace, step up to to kindness, step up 
Step it up. This tribe is built from darkness because of the things that we are going through on the earth globally, the calamities that are taking place. Ancient Wisdom Today podcast had to come. It wasn't a question of, it wasn't when and, 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 and let's get it going. Each and every one of you is a leader. Each and every one of you, we all know each other. People will still come up to me and give me a hug and be like, it's nice meeting you. You didn't meet me just now. Your mind maybe just met me because of the matrix that you're in. You think that this is the first time you've actually laid eyes upon me, maybe in this embodiment. But your soul already knows me. My soul already knows you. And when you love someone unconditionally, you can see and know everything. Step up to love. Step up to love, my darlings, and you shall see triumphant success, beauty, joy, prosperity, opulence, freedom, bliss, elation. You shall see the day of light. Every leader that has come to this world is not greater than you. We are all of each other. We all come from the realm of light. And we have all chosen to embody on this planet for the sake of the great convergence. When darkness is brought back home into the light, oh, what a day we shall see. What a day that is and constantly is. Every day you step up to love unconditionally. Step up to love. I love you, darlings. I love you so much. Keep that fire burning. Stay lit. Stay lit. Because you have everything it takes to lead the revolution of love on planet Earth. Exciting news, tribe. My new book, Spirit Hacking, is now available at Barnes and Noble and Amazon and wherever books are sold. Put a pre-order in, tribe. We are here to change the world with this book. And by pre-ordering this book, it is making it possible for me to be a New York Times bestseller. So the more books we sell on pre-order, when all the books go out, it's going to be great. It's about being lit and it's about spreading that fire around the world. Invite to ignite. Let everyone know spirit hacking is available. Love you. Thank you. I love you. If you want to step up your powers, check me out. Get on my newsletter. And that's at shamanderek.com. Sign up for my newsletter. Also, if you haven't gotten um, pre pre-order my book called Spirit Hacking, giving you tools and information on how to navigate yourself through this dark time and access your powers and take yourself higher and keep that fire burning, 
You can do so by checking out Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, pre-order the book or at least check it out because that's great because the more we get this energy of this book, let me tell you something, getting more of this energy book, even if you pre-order it, the book's not out until October 12th, but let me tell you something, just pre-order or just check it out because when you go there to Amazon and you're making those hits and you're buying the book, it lifts. If we get 10,000 books sold, we, I get bestseller. That means it's going to reach more people. We need this book to reach more people. We need a light revolution and you have the ability to make it so. So go to Amazon, pre-order Spirit Hacking by Shaman Durek, which is me your brother in light who loves you. And this book that I created is a book of awakening. It's a book of knowledge. It's a book of understanding truth, depth, and, 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 and really getting to a perspective of everything that I've been teaching and sharing with you here on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if you haven't yet got involved in the Meditation Wednesdays, you're missing out. I listen to the meditation sometimes five times. I listen to meditations. I go over them and I do them and it's amazing. It's life-changing. It lifts your energy. It opens up your powers. It, it creates synthesis. Yeah, I mean, one woman called me and told me that, you know, she's a, a lawyer. She doesn't, you know, she's never been into these things. She heard about me from, from Dave Asprey, from, from being on his, um, on his podcast, she said, you know, she never got into the spiritual things. She decided to do the meditation. She said she went into another realm. She said she saw beings talking to her, telling her about her life, about why she came to earth, all of this stuff. Okay. She said she felt energy through her body. Her body was shaking. Her husband thought she was having something wrong with her. He decided to do it. She was shaking. He went through his own things. And now they understand deeper and they've become a part of the tribe. They're probably listening right now. So I just want to say hello to you. I love you. So this is really important, right? So we need to invite to ignite. Remember, invite to ignite. Facebook, social medias, Twitter, um, you know, Instagram. I mean, there's so many social medias out there. Share ancient wisdom today. If you want to engage with me, go to my Instagram. Build a page so we can to be a part of the tribe. This is what it's about. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I love me too. Make sure you say that every single day. I love you, I love you, I love you, and I love me too. Until next time, see you later, alligator. <laughs>